Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Well, good morning, everyone, or I should say afternoon. Our guest is Mahala Gale. Again and again, she calls it like it is. She's an astrologer, writer, lecturer, minister, one of the founders of the Asclepius Light Center, and the editor of the Asclepius Light Center newsletter since 1988, and writer, editor of Planet Alert articles. She has studied the science of astrology since the early 1980s, which has allowed her to become an expert on mundane astrology, the study of world events. The energies are lining up here, and we are feeling them. And no doubt, uh, she'll be telling us all about these energies. Frankly, it feels like our nerves are rattling, so let's find out what we can do about it. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Well, it certainly is a great time to have Mahala with us so we can take a real in-depth look at what's bursting around the corner with Santa Claus, huh? Everyone, and I mean everyone, is talking about and feeling these last few days that the energies have picked up and are becoming more intense. So let's find out what Mahala has up her sleeve so we can smooth the edges while the energy is around. And by the way, Mahala Gale has also extensively studied the book of Revelations in the Bible. And from that study, she has been able to correlate the Bible and its relationship with the stars. And after watching predictive events transpire one after another, she has come to the conclusion that there is a master plan in action and a path to understand the master plan. Um, which is through astrology. In fact, there is so much evidence that astrology is a path to understanding our master plan that it can be demonstrated by the history of Jesus. Since the science of astrology was held in high esteem during his time, and what we may or may not know is that the wise men were called magi, who visited Jesus shortly after his birth. And there were also... They were also known to be astrologers as well. Interesting, huh? Paula, could you please tell us a little more about what's on the agenda for Mahala for discussing with us today here? Well, Taz, uh, Mahala says that there is a solstice Christmas comet that is in our heavens and right now called Love Joy. And that comets are actually our messengers. So let's find out about it our messengers, and the messages that they are bringing to us. Mahala, it brings us great joy to our listeners to have you with us. In fact, our mixing board is lit up right now. There's so many people who probably want to ask you questions. So <laughs> welcome back to our show. Uh, well, thank you, and thank you for asking me to be on your show. And happy solstice. And isn't it nice that we have a comment called Lovejoy in our heavens right at the solstice? I mean, that's a really good sign, I think. Yeah. Tell us more. Um, okay, so um, anyways, um, the comets are always messengers, and, and, you know, so it's like a sign in the heavens. And so I think that, that it's no mistake that it's meant, it was named Love and Joy, because that's what we're supposed to be, you know, manifesting. I know that the energies are really, really hectic right now and chaotic, and and that's um, 
you know, like pulling out the old stuff in us and, and letting the new come in so that we can manifest on the higher energy of love and joy. And we're also in the year of of uh, miracles and magic. And this started on July 26th of, of um, 2011, and it will go till July of 2012. And so there's basically been two different realities, you know, going on at the same time. And sometimes you can pull into the higher dimension, which is really fun, you know, and people will be in a really good mood and stuff like that. And and then an energy wave will come in, you'll be pulled down to the lower dimensions, and you think everything's crazy, and is this ever going to stop, and what the heck is going on, you know. And so um, today, or yesterday, last night, and today, um, we experienced the solstice, which is the first day of winter, in the northern hemisphere. And what the 12 days of Christmas are about is that, um, and the true meaning of, of, of the Christmas and solstice, and I think that we all know this, is that it's the birth of light, the light within us, um, which represents the sun. And so... Um, the 12 days of Christmas are when the sun starts to turn. And and so then it takes like about 12 days approximately for it to turn. And then on January 2nd or 3rd, the sun is at the closest point to the earth. And then then we start the new year. And so during this time, as the sun is kind of, it's not retrograde or anything like that, but just kind of um, being still, you know. And so this is a time to to celebrate and to have fun and to set your goals for the next year and what you want to accomplish and and um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but also on on this first day of the, the solstice, we had Mercury conjunct Pluto. And this, is, this has been in effect for a while. And this is part of the problems that people have had um, in the last month or so. Because when Mercury retrograde on December 13th, and people thought, oh, um, oh, turn, excuse me, it turned direct on December 13th. They thought, oh, we're out of the retrograde phase, you know, um, everything will go forward like it's supposed to. But not taking into consideration that Mercury was conjunct Pluto by declination, and that is very, very powerful. And Mercury rules all kinds of um, computers, cars, electronic things. And all that, and Pluto rules death, you know. So um, I myself have experienced the death of electronic things in my life, and I know that um, a lot of my friends have experienced the same thing. And so, but the good news is that um, here at Christmas, um, which is just a you know a couple of days away, then Venus will move on to 19 degrees south and will be conjunct Pluto, and so that might change the energy of Mercury. And we might be able to go forward, you know, with the positive aspects of Mercury um, instead of the negative aspects of it. And um, also, on December 3rd, um, if any of you saw the the solar flare that came off the sun on that day, um, well, it came off and it went directly at Mercury, you know, and so I thought, oh my goodness, this is really going to accentuate the energy from Mercury coming in, and and it also um, and there was also a big ship out there, and so when the solar flare hit Mercury, and then it went to this big ship that had been cloaked and nobody could see it, and then the ship came in plain sight, and that is a very very um, interesting video, and that was off of um, I think it was a, a navy. Navy or Soho uh, site, and and so I thought, oh man, you know Mercury and people that have Mercury dominant in their chart have felt this energy a whole lot stronger than other people have. But there's one thing out there that is is very 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 um, interesting, and that is that there's an inbound object out there. And it's like a magnetic superstorm. And last year in on December, um, the superstorm was around Saturn, and that was tremendous. And so now there's this inbound object that's one twentieth the size of the sun, and it's it's like it's like it's formed in the storm is formed into like a an object, you know, a ball or something like that. 
And and I watched this video about it way back on November 17th. And the man who was giving the video, um, and that was from an astronomy, astronomy research group, um, he said that this inbound object is 120th the size of the sun and that there is a major magnetic superstorm around it. And it spins counterclockwise. And so this is stirring up all kinds of energy, magnetic energy. And so um, the man said that, that, you know, if we saw the sun um, activated, you know, like on November 28th, um, that then it said to watch out Earth because this magnetic wave would come to Earth. And so on November 28th, um, there was a big solar flare that came off the sun. And I thought, wow, that happened, you know, exactly like you said it would. And so if something, you know, somebody says something and it happens just like you said, you know, then I thought, well, I better pay attention to this. And then um, he said that um, at that time that uh, electronics would stop working, you know, which they have too. So this is, along with Mercury being retrograde and conjunct Pluto, we've also had this magnetic superstorm coming in. And it comes in like waves. And I've experienced this. In fact, I just experienced it again yesterday. And when a wave comes in, um, the people who are here to ground the energy, you know, from the planets into the Earth, which there are many people around the Earth that are doing that, then they're more susceptible to feeling these waves of energy um, because that's their job, you know, to ground the energy. And so um, there was one that came in yesterday at the solstice and and it manifested in my life as my alternator dying the second time. Um, it's, the same thing happened a week ago, and it happened in the exact same spot. And so um, this magnetic storm is stirring up all kinds of electric electronic things. And so, But the good news is that when it comes in and it causes something to quit, then as soon as the wave moves off, then you can get it fixed, you know, and it will work fine after that until the next wave. And who knows when that will be. But anyways, because this is a, a super storm, and and so on, um, and then there was the eclipse on November 24th, and the eclipse, that eclipse was on the degree of Southern California. And so because of the super storm going on out there, and then the eclipse affecting California, there were was a windstorm that came in there, and actually it went up to... Um, uh, Utah and Colorado and and Nevada also, um, and so there were winds up to 150 mile an hour an hours, and that's very unusual. I know California gets the Santa Ana winds, and and you know they're pretty strong, but up to 150 miles an hour, that's that's really something. Yeah. And uh, and then that way. I was just going to say our Candlestick Park, where they had the big football game, went completely uh-huh. dark. <laughs> so I think that had something to do with it too. <laughs> that could very well be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of power things went out, you know. But anyways, this is the man that that did the video and you know, said to watch for electronics. And I was thinking, you know, we have been told for so many years that when the photon belt starts affecting Earth that the first thing to go would be our electronics, you know? And so I'm wondering if if this energy is part of the photon belt oh. well, that we're moving into. We won't be able to well, use our know, little computers. <laughs> <laughs> Pray right, over yeah. them and put some light around them. But, you know, also <laughs> I, I found that communication is also mercury, so communication yes. and, and maybe conversations that you like to have that with a little Pluto, Pluto energy behind them. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So basically you have to kind of watch what you say until, until Pluto moves off, you know, because um, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or anything, you know, which can come out um, with Pluto and Mercury together. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you know, on um, December 10th, we had, had the other um, eclipse, the taller solar eclipse, and that also was over the West Coast. Um, and and then um, the winds came in, and I got an email on, let's see, I think it was um, on December 14th, 
um, where it says that it was warning the people in North England, Scotland, and Ireland that there were winds expected to be up to 230 miles an hour going through wow. there. Wow. Now, I haven't heard an update on that. If they got that high or not, I don't know. But I know that they were, were very, very strong. And and so it's really interesting because that area, um, I think that, that, you know, because the the great, great central sun that holds 27 galaxies in place, including the Milky Way, focuses into that area, you know, and there's Stonehenge there. And, and the exact point, according to the Mayan calendar, is Orkney Island in Scotland. And so then um, there's been, you know, a lot of dark stuff going on in in England and, you know, with the World Bank there and stuff like that. And so I think that maybe this wind came through and it's really changing the vibration in that area so the old can be pushed out and the new can can come in. And then um, um, the man that that did the video on the on the object coming in or the superstorm also said that um, the energy of it would be accelerated around December 18th, and and then um, people would be feeling weird energy. And so um, I know I've had reports of well myself um, last Wednesday when I was in the Fred Meyer parking lot and my alternator broke or went dead, um, I was I was standing there out in the cold, you know, right next to it, and I felt the energy wave along with that, which I almost passed out. And I thought, wow, I can't pass out you know, in the Fred Meyer parking lot. Um, you know, that just wouldn't be too neat to do. And... And so, I, but I was okay, you know. I mean, I didn't pass out. I just felt like I was going to. And and so, but I knew that there was a wave coming in at that particular time. And so I think that that's really interesting. So I think that that people should be aware of these waves. And so if they feel like um, a lot of people have been feeling it in their bodies, they haven't been feeling the electronics as much as the energy in their bodies. And um, another friend called up and said that, that what the heck is going on, you know, she says that, that she felt like she was being pushed totally to the left, you know, and and it, you know, upset her. And then others have said, like, the different different weird things that have been happening to them, you know, like when this wave comes in. And so if you're aware of what is out there, and then if you are one of the ones that managed to get hit by one of these waves, um, then you can know that, hey, it's just a wave coming in, and I just have to ride the wave and wait till it passes, you know. And and so, but I think it is um, really, really important um, to be aware of, uh, you know, that particular energy because it is really, really, really strong. What's and I don't know, you know, I don't know how to predict the wave from the electromagnetic thing. Um, I can predict the waves from the planets, but I haven't had been given the knowledge of how to predict the energy from the wave coming in, you know, because that took me totally by surprise um, the last two times that it's come in. And so um, maybe maybe I should look at okay. So it was the when I felt it was on December fourteenth and December twenty first. And so it might be when there's really powerful energy there, like the solstice, you know, because that was yesterday, the solstice day. And so that might have a clue of um, when it would be coming in. So I'll have to check. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it has a cycle. I don't know. That would be interesting. And so then the next would be New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, maybe people can report back to me on New Year's Eve and see if they if they felt anything on that particular day. <laughs> we better stay yeah. put in our houses. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And so I don't I don't think it um hits every place at the same time, you know. It might be different areas, you know, like like we're probably feeling it really co- strong on the West Coast because we had the eclipses, you know, over us. And that might make a difference too. Um, but I'll have to think on that one. But I'm then surprised we we have, I'm surprised we didn't have any um, large earthquakes on the West Coast. 
Oh yeah. Um, well, there was on the on the eclipse day. There was one, and not many people heard about it, but it wasn't exactly on the coast. It went farther down into Mexico, and oh, it was yeah. um, exactly on 18 degrees uh, Gemini Sag, which is right down there where the eclipse was, you know. And so, but the eclipse happened on the November 24th um, when the the solar eclipse happened on three degrees Sag, and then the the t- December 10th was on 18 Sag, and so those two points were were highlighted, you know. And so there was it was a six point nine down there, you know, but it was um there wasn't much news about it because it was probably in an area that um you know was it was wasn't um, populated or something like that. Well I heard they but I they felt it in Acapulco, I mean all the way to Acapulco where tourists actually got out of the hotels, you know, they ran out they felt it that strong. Uh huh. Yeah, it's interesting. And so then, I don't know, we should probably talk about the planets and what the planets are doing now, you know, for this upcoming year. And so we have a a person that's been holding for a long time. Let me see if they have a question. Okay. Okay. Uh, 303-882, are you on the line? Hello? Hello? Are we? Uh, 303-882, telephone number? Did you have a question for Mahala? Hmm. They're not answering just a moment. Uh, how about two one four six two eight? Do you have a question? Um, actually I would like to find out um does Mahala think that uh, we are going to have once we enter 2012, is it going to be a much stronger um, energy levels or vibrations that we are going to be entering into much more than now? Yes, it will be. And so everyone needs to be prepared for that. Because, you know, like with the superstorm out there, that's that's making our energy even higher. And it appears like chaos when it first comes in. And so that's why um, the light workers are needed. They're going to be needed really bad this year to hold the light and to hold the the peace and the love um, because it will be so chaotic with the the energies that are coming up for 2012. Yeah. And so that's that's really important, I think, for for people to know, you know, and and whatever you can do to become peaceful will be the most important thing that a person can do, I think. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Mahalo, I was questioning. Iraq right now is kind of um, having some big problems there, and I'm wondering if you can relay any of what you do to what's happening over there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes. Well, in the Bible prophecies, you know, which I also do, um, in the book of Revelations, the war in Iraq was the 17th and 18th chapter of Revelations. And it talked in there how Babylon would be totally destroyed, and that was Baghdad. And it was. And the war went on for seven years, and this is the eighth year, and now our our soldiers are coming home. But um, when you get into the... So that was the 17th and 18th chapter of Revelation. When you get into the 19th, it talks about like a white horse appearing in heaven, and so it's like when the the Christ energy starts coming in, which that is also doing. And then, uh, but we're at the bottom of that chapter. It talks about this um, like a third world war, and I don't want to put the impression out that there's going to be a major third world war, but in a prophecy that I had read a long time ago, it would say it said that this war you know, and it depends on how you interpret it, would start in North Africa. And that's where the revolution started last January. And so it has gone through and ignited the whole Middle East. And so what the prediction was of the Third World War, I think, was the revolutions, and you could basically say they're war because they're very very violent, that are going into um, activating that that whole part of the world. And that will, um, well, I don't know how long it'll continue, and I'm hoping it won't get too bad, you know, um, because... Thinking, uh, maybe some good energies will start coming in after then, so allowing them to 
be able to maybe look at what's taking place. Um, that's a possibility, and so so that's where um, we need to send a lot of light to it <clears throat> and good energy to that area, um, because until we're through with the 19th chapter of Revelations, that area will still be active, and I don't know the exact timing on that. Um, I think it might be up until this spring, because we have a major event coming up in May, on May 20th. And and it's really funny because when I heard about um, or looked ahead to the solar eclipse on May 20th, mm-hmm. um, you know, of, of uh, 2012, um, that, that, let's see, where's that? I'll put my notes on that. Um, oh, yeah. Um, oh. oh, I'm not finding them. Oh, uh, Mercury doing its thing again here. Um, anyways, there there was I was listening to this video, and it talked about uh, um, the solar eclipse coming up this May twentieth, and and you know that man came on the radio. I forget what his name was, and he says, um, "Oh, the return of the Christ happens on May twentieth of two thousand eleven." You know, so there are a lot of people that you know went into kind of panic mode, um, you know, for last year, and then it didn't happen last year, and then he changed the date to October twenty first which was close to the ending of the Mayan calendar. Um, and and uh, um, that that changed. I mean, there was a definite change there. And that's when, um, you know, we went out to this, the, t- the acceleration of time happened and we're moving into unity consciousness. And that's very dominant. And so anyone... Um, that's vibrating to the higher frequency, what you think is what you will get right now. And so it's very, very important about what you think. But then when I looked up this eclipse coming up on May 20th, I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, this is really powerful because um, um, I saw this uh, video about this man and... um, Oh, okay, the the video was on um, December 13th. It was put out on December 13th. And it was, the man sounded like he was Mexican, you know. And he was talking about two crop circles. And this man's interpretation of of these crop circles was that he it referred to the upcoming eclipse of May 20th, 2012. And he says that the crop circle was base zero, and I don't know what that means or if it's referring to zero-point energy, um, and that that um, that this would start a whole new Mayan cycle, and I didn't know that. And so he says that when the, the sacred Mayan calendar plus the solar Mayan calendar go to the same date on May 20th, 2012, and so um, on that particular day, on May 20th, that's when the sun, the, you know, our regular sun always lines up with Elcyon, our central sun. And so the Earth is the eighth planet of the Pleiadian system. And so we go around, you know, the Elcyon, which is the central sun. And for that to be in alignment on that day, along with these two Mayan calendars coming to an end, I think that is very, very important. And wow. so, and he was saying that what he's interpreted from the crop circles would be, that would be the return of Quetzalcoatl, you know, which is uh, um, considered the Christ of the Mexican people. But we all know that the Christ is within us, you know, the God spark is within us. And what, what to me, what the return of the Christ is, is the return of the Christ consciousness so that we can all manifest that energy and become great beings of light. And and so uh, these two crop circles, I don't know, if someone wanted to look them up, they could probably um, go into crop circles and look for the one um, that's referring to uh, um, this particular alignment. And uh, so one crop circle has um, like the Star of the David, Star of David in the center of it, and um, the other one has a whole bunch of lines on it. And I haven't really looked up to see where I could find that particular crop circle because I haven't had time to. Um, but that is really, really, really important. 
and this man, um, you know, that sounded Mexican, um, said that that there's a period of time between May 20th and June 6th, and so June 6th is when Venus will make its um, dance before the sun. And so Venus being the the goddess, you know, it's always been considered the goddess. And so, um, and this doesn't happen very often. And when it comes, it comes, it happens twice, and then it leaves and doesn't come back for a long time. And so Venus danced in front of the sun on December, on um, June 6th of 2004. And now it will be doing it again on June 6th of 2012. And the Mayan calendar itself is based on the planet Venus and um, the Palladian system. And so that's where they get most of their their um, information from. And so Venus has certain cycles. It has like a 13-year cycle, and 5 times 13 is 52, you know. And so the number 13, the number 20, and the number 52 are really important numbers in the Mayan calendar. And so with Venus doing that, and Venus also has a a, a cycle um, that goes through the heavens and it makes a five-pointed star as it travels through the heavens and it takes a while for that to happen. Um, and so some people think that the five-pointed star is not good, you know, because uh, the Illuminati have taken it and turned it upside down, you know. But actually the five-pointed star was what was used by the Druids and the priests, you know, for a long time. And so the number five refers to man itself, you know, like the da Vinci with the man with the arms, you know, and the legs out, and, um, you know, the head, so it makes a five-pointed star. Right. And and so so this this um, particularly day um, between May 20th and June, June 6th, I think is a very, very important time period after finding out that information. And so the man that was talking about the return of Christ or the Christ consciousness might have had just been a year off in his prediction. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that for sure that that would happen because I don't know for sure, but, but there are signs out there that are very important pointing to that particular day when the sun lines up with Elcyon. And the sun also um, lines up with Elcyon over the west coast, you know, because um, that's where it focuses into the earth. And that's why um, um, Archangel Michael took Enoch, talks about in the book of Enoch, to the Pacific Northwest and shows him where the seven mountains would be for the New Jerusalem. And the seven mountains, of course, would be Mount Shasta, let's see, Mount Adams, Mount... Rainier, Mount Rainier is considered like um, he talked about the one mountain that had a mountain with it, and that's Mount Rainier, um, Mount Baker, um, um, Mount uh, Hood Mountain, and let's say there's one more. Oh, Mount Adams, yeah. So that was the uh, seven mountains that would be um, considered the Jerusalem of the new new age. And so with this sun, Elcyon, you know, lining up on May twentieth. Um, focuses in to those seven mountains. Um, that's another thing that will be be very important. Yeah, along with the eclipses that have been over the the uh, west coast. No reprint. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So people can think about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also for the planets, what the planets will be doing, you know, this year, okay. and. At Christmas time, um, all the planets will be direct, and this this doesn't happen very often, you know. So it's a time, and that's what I was talking about earlier, where it's a time to really, you know, have fun, be in the joy of the Christmas season, and just relax and like take a vacation um, if you can, you know. And so um, they they'll be moving into forward motion. But Uranus here just moved into forward motion. And Uranus is the planet of chaos. And so and it has a seven year cycle. 
and Uranus has been back and forth into Aries for the the past year. And when Uranus went on to zero degrees Aries, it was on the day that um, the tsunami in Japan happened. And so it really came in, you know, with a lot of water, um, with it just coming out of the Pisces energy into the Aries, which is the fire energy. And Aries is an extremely rebellious planet. And I don't know if if you people are familiar with how an Aries is. Um, If you try to tell them what to do, it just doesn't work. You know, you cannot tell an Aries what to do without them rebelling. And so back in January, when the revolution started, um, that was kind of manifestation of, of Uranus getting ready to go into Aries, uh, the first inkling of what it would bring. And so um, the revolutions, which have spread all over the world now, will continue um, as long as Uranus is in a square to Pluto. And so it's feeling... Uranus is on zero degrees right now. Pluto's on uh, seven degrees, I think it is, six or seven. And so it's not quite exact, but that doesn't matter because planets start start um, throwing out their energy before um, the planets become exact. It's like when they become exact, that like that's the end of, of one thing that they were going through and, and time to move on to something else. And so this spring and summer... Um, Uranus will be in a perfect axis to Pluto, but the energy is already there. And so that's what's bringing in all the the revolutions that are going on across the world. And so with that, you know, because like the 20th chapter of Revelations is when the dark side goes down. And then the 21st is the new heaven and the new earth. So we're right in that in-between age or stage right now. And so um, last um, November, November 24th, um, the the war on the astral is now over. And so that's, that's a really good news. But then the bad news is that all these dark ones were really stirred up on the, on the earth level, you know, because they, they're doing everything that they can to keep their control. But with Uranus and Aries, they're not going to be able to keep their control because it just doesn't work. Um, Uranus says freedom. We want our freedom, and we're going to have our freedom no matter what it takes. And so that energy is in force. And so um, there was this huge mothership, ship, Octarian mothership, that came in um, this last fall. And um, that has that is kind of like divine intervention, because it's kind of like they're saying, okay, um, we need to help free up the earth. Because they're not able, the people on earth aren't able without our help to um, destroy these negative underground bases that have been causing all the problem on earth. And so on August 24th, there was this large earthquake in Washington, D.C. and Virginia, and also one in Colorado, or on the border, it was actually in the Dulce base. Um, And so then the base under Washington, D.C., they sent in... um, a pulse beam, a magnetic pulse beam, and it didn't kill anyone. It just destroyed everything in there. It destroyed all of their electronics that they used to control us. Um, And it um, cleaned out all of their other um, toys that they were using for control. And so that is not there anymore. And then then they went on um, putting the pulse beams in the other underground bases, and Dulce was a really, really dark underground base. And so that, um, you know, has been destroyed. And the beams, beings in there were beamed out before the pulse beam was sent in. And and so, um, and then um, there was a, a major dark base on the moon, and so that was also taken out at the same time. And then um, another one that was in our local um, solar system, that was also taken out. And so all of the the control centers for the the dark beans, dark spaceship beans, um, were taken out um, starting in, on October 24th and continuing on. 
And so one of them, another one was just recently, I think it was on Halloween, um, the Gulf of Aden, the base under there, was also taken out. And that's one of the main control areas for, for the Middle East, you know. And so so um, the Middle East has been co- going crazy since then, you know, so with the energy coming in. And so, so the dark ones are a little chaotic, uh, you know, they don't know what to do, you know, because they're, they're trying to stir up wars and start wars and and get the Middle East to really blow up, you know. Um, but And so I don't know if there will be, you know, if there will be a major confrontation there or not. Um, I hope not because I don't like war and I don't like people getting hurt and stuff like that. So I'd rather see the peace come in. But if it is, it would be um, like the dark side going out in, you know, in like a big explosion or something. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone over in the Middle East would be are from the dark because there are very nice people over there, you know, just like we are. It's just that that's the uh-huh. area that the yes. I was going to say, is there by chance is there a a planet coming in, you know, here? You, you talked about Uranus and Aries. Is is there maybe a softer side, uh, a planet that's coming in to be able to? to maybe help some of these. Um, yes, yes, and I had that on my list too. Um, yeah. And that's when when Uranus, I mean not Uranus, Neptune, which is the higher energy of the planet Venus, and that is going into its own sign on February 4th. And so this is when the goddess energy comes in big time. And it will be in that sign for for a long time because it takes Neptune um a long time to go through a sign um like I think it's about 20 years or so and it takes Pluto a long time to go through a sign and so Neptune will be there for a long time and so I'm hoping that this energy when Neptune moves into Pisces will start changing and bringing in the soft gentle energy that is the higher vibration of the planet Neptune. Now, when does Uranus um, leave Aries? Oh, it, it's, it'll be there for seven years. Oh, seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's <laughs> going to change everything. And and Uranus is like the planet of lightning, you know, and it will also, it's also the great awakener. You know, and that's a positive side of it, is a great awakener. And so people who have been sleeping, you know, and not aware of, what's going on in the world, although I think a whole lot of people have, have woken up in the last year, you know, because of Uranus being in Aries. Um, this will continue waking up people. And and light workers are, uh, will become even more busy than they have been because there have been so many people that have been sleeping and they want to, will want to know what is going on in the world and what can we do to help. And how can we move into the love vibration? And how can we bring peace to earth? And then there are the indigo and the crystal children and the autistic children. And I think that that why there's been so many autistic children on the planet is because they have been hiding in plain sight. And their brain, and this is a scientific fact, is different than our brain. And it's like it's carpet. Car- there's compartments to it, and and so um, they have. They, it hasn't been their time yet, and so you wait when there's some planet, and it might be um, Uranus and Aries, starts waking up these autistic children. They're going to be a big force for change, and and. Um, and so this is, I mean, there's a whole group of them. I mean, look at, there's been an epidemic of autistic children coming in recently. And, and they're highly uh, intelligent, too. Yes, very, extremely intelligent, extremely so. And they also can be very loving. And so once they realize what's going on and their heart chakra opens, they will be a force to contend with. They are going to bring in peace and love along with the crystal children, and I think that the crystal children and the autistic children can communicate with each other telepathy, telepathically right now. And so the crystal children, too, have just been waiting 
for the right time for all of this love energy to transpire on earth so that they can play their part. And the children of light um, have been more on the intellectual side. And so um, there are a lot of the light workers that came up and and broke down all the paradigms and brought in the truth. And and there's kind of like two different groups that go around to different planets when they have to go through a change like this. And so the light workers go in first and they tear down the paradigm. And then the love workers come in and they set up the new system. And so we're right at that point right now. Um, But with Saturn and Libra, we need the balance between the love and the light, the male and the female. And this is what Saturn is bringing in because Libra is the balance. It's a balance and and there's been all kinds of relationship challenges in the last couple of years when Saturn's been going through Libra. And so um, this will be there until, um, uh, let's see, I think it's October of this year. I'm not sure on that, but around that time. And so this will be the time where people need to balance balance um, the energy within them and particularly the, the male and female within them, which is your intellect and your heart. And the heart center is 6,000 times more powerful magnetically than the intellect is. And so um, the heart rules love. And so, and this is um, the heart math group has done a lot of research on that, you know, and they know it's true. And so that's why it's really important for the heart to rule the intellect instead of the other way, like it's been with the intellect ruling the heart. You know, it's been that way for so long. Now it's time for the heart to rule the intellect. And that's when peace will come to earth. And I think that maybe a major turning point will be this eclipse on May 20th when all that alignment with the Mayan and the the um, Elcyon, the central sun, um, all happens. Do you and, think it's going to become dark during that time? I mean, the, uh, the light on Earth? Because I heard a Mayan say in May that, of 2012 that we'll see darkness. Well, that's a possibility. This could be the prophesized three days of darkness, you know, or it could be, oh, this could be when we go totally through the the photon right. field, uh-huh. you know, and and that's a real possibility. So um, I don't know. But then, okay, once we go into the darkness, we come out into the, that's the turning point. We come out into the new age of love. Now, how does this hook up, um, Mahala, with um, the chapter 20 in Revelations and 20, the 21st chapter in Revelations? Okay, well, the 20th, it talks how how um, uh, Satan and the devil, which is symbolic, you know, I mean, there's just just everyone, everyone is, you know, God. It's just that, that the dark ones, you know, it's symbolic of the dark ones, that they won't be able to live on the new earth because their frequency will not be high enough. And so um, total control has to be gone, um, you know, within the next few months. And so basically that's what the 20th chapter is talking about. It's talking about all of the power mongols on earth that have been trying to control people for eons of time, and they will not be able to live through this change because their frequency is not high enough. And so they will be leaving, and then once they're leaving then um, the rest of the world can go into the higher frequency and manifest the the New Jerusalem, which the 21st and 22nd chapters talk about. And if anyone wants to have some inspiration of what is soon on the agenda, um, I suggest they read the 21st and 22nd chapters of Revelation because it's very, very wonderful. And this is what I've been waiting for is, you know, when the New Jerusalem gets here, we start manifesting, we start bringing heaven to earth. And um, it's been a long wait, <laughs> but we're right on the verge of getting there, you know. And so we just have to kind of walk through the muck until we get through this last um, uh, part of the path. And so when the new comes in. Well, maybe that's and why so, the uh, leader of North Korea passed away. 
he needed to leave so there'd be change there. That that's a real possibility. Yeah, and it's interesting too that he died with Mercury conjunct Pluto, which brings death. You know, and um, um, the Sun uh, was just you know starting to move into a, um, or was in Aquarius. That's that's over North Korea. Um, yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't be Aquarius. Um, excuse me. The sun was in Sag. Um, something else had just moved into Aquarius. And um, so, oh, I think it was Venus. Well, maybe. I'd have to check my chart. <laughs> um, but anyways, I know that there was a major planet over Korea when he died. And then also with the Pluto, um, Mercury-Pluto thing conjunct by declination, you know, was very powerful. And so we experienced the, le- the death of a leader. And um, so we'll see how that all works in. And and on one um, point, you know, it's kind of scary to have a 27-year-old in charge of a country, but maybe he's one of these indigos. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he'll be overthrown. <laughs> That's possible, too. You know, I don't know exactly how that will work out. Um, but we, it is a change, and that's a major change, you know, in regime. And being that the dark side doesn't have a chance now, you know, after a few months, um, we'll see what happens, you know. But the dark side will be able to walk the earth until, you know, for a few months yet, stirring up all kinds of craziness. And so we have to stay in the love energy. So you say it's February when that changes, right? Um, When Neptune goes into Aquarius. Right. Or into Pisces, excuse me. That what? Uh, well, I was just going to say, you know, you have an incredible um, uh, event coming up February 4th. Uh, will you just tell us a little something about that? Uh, um, okay, people. well, yeah. Um, it's, I thought um, I didn't I didn't make the connection between the two two events that were happening, you know, about Neptune going into Pisces at that time, because um, Chrisana, you know, just picked that date, and she's the one that, her and, and Jeannie are the ones that set it up, you know. And so I thought, well, wow, this is really interesting. So anyways, there'll be um, an event at at the Unity Church downtown in Seattle on February 4th. And Michael Cremo, who is an expert on um, ancient archaeology, and and he's very, very, very interesting, will be there. He'll be the first speaker. And then Freddie Silva, who's an expert on crop circles and sacred sites, he'll be the second speaker. And then Chrisana Duran who um, does a time star, and she's she's um, an expert on the Mayan calendar type of thing, and she has just finished a book, and her book just went to the com- to the publishers, and right after she finished her book, her computer crashed also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so her her book will be, she's hoping to have it in her hands by February fourth, and then. I'll be the fourth speaker, and we'll explain how the science of astrology and how it works, and and what to expect, you know, in the coming up year, etc. And so it should wow. be a very interesting conference. I was going to say a good blend of speakers. That way, that's a good. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, well, I was just going to say that the um, where does people go to look at this further as far as what's taking place in February fourth if they want to um, set up. Oh, oh, they can go into my blog. Um, it's okay. www.mahalasastrology. That's M A H A L A S A astrology A S T R O L O G Y all one word dot com. And the flyer is up on my blog, and um, uh, they can get all the information. And then it, on the flyer, it shows um, Chrisana's website, you know, where to go in to find out all the information on it. And so okay. hope to see a lot of you people there. It should be a lot of fun and very interesting. And the time to usher in the goddess in full glory. Well, I... You know what? It's just so exciting to have you with us. You keep us abreast of all this stuff. We just love it. And uh, you again, your website. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, we need we need that, right? Give us a boost in this Pluto energy here with everything crashing. Uh, yeah. um, uh, well, okay. And your website again is mahalasastrology.com. And yes. um, you know, how, how's your computer now? Is it still well, it's not fixed or? yet. 
it's not fixed. And so um, I have major Pluto-Mercury aspects in my chart. You know, so I thought, well, I'm just going to relax until after Christmas because there's no use in trying to fix it until then, until the energy um, from my chart moves off because my Saturn on... 19 degrees Pisces was exactly squared. This last eclipse we had, and I have tried to um, work against the force for years. It does not work, and so I finally learned that if I just (laughs) surrender and let go, that everything falls in place and works like it should. So I'm expecting to have my computer up in a few days. I was going to say, maybe we can uh, send out a loving donation. People are willing to send you some donations here. Maybe send the angels, too, along with Santa to deliver. That would, that would be great. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could end up with a new computer, you know. Oh, that one. would be good, huh? That would be wonderful because yeah, mine, mine was really slow, you know, because it's about, um, let's see, I think I got it in 2005, so it's about six years old. Well, yeah, so it would be really nice to have a brand new one with all the bells and whistles on it. <laughs> well, well, the articles you put out, I mean, it's like, oh, wow, it really keeps people up and and, and running around in the direction that they're supposed to go and, and holding their hand. And um, uh-huh. so uh, yeah. that's Well, that, that's kind of been my, my job was to talk people through the changes, and that's what I came here to do. And so that's why I've written my article for such a long period of time. And it, I think it gives people have, get you know like um, um, the understanding, and I think that helps them to go through the energy that they're they're going through, and and that's what astrology is all about is understanding what's going on in your chart, so you can deal with it. You know, it makes it much yeah. easier if you know to be able to deal with what you have to go through. With all these energies going on, it is it harder for people to concentrate? Or yes. Focus? Oh. Extremely hard. Extremely hard. And another thing, if I have just a couple minutes here, this is really important because um, Sagittarius, you know, that's been, um, the node's been in Sagittarius, and the node rules lawsuits, um, uh, lawyers, judges, um, the banking system. And we didn't even touch on the banking system, but this is all under Sagittarius. And so now there have been all kinds of bank of lawsuits then have come out against the banking systems. Oh, yeah. And and a major one, this woman governor in Massachusetts has has filed a suit for wrongful foreclosure on five major banks. Oh and then yeah. there's been several others that have come up too. Like I just got an email today that there's a lawsuit going out against um the Queen of England and the Bank of England. You know, I haven't read that one yet. It was just fresh on my email this morning, and so I thought, oh, here comes another lawsuit. And then there's a trillion-dollar lawsuit that's out there, and people could check on the David Wilcox um, site because he talks all about it. And so there's major stuff going on with the financial system. I know they, uh, the our government gave the banks money, and then the banks are, like, sitting on the money because they're not giving out loans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it goes much, much deeper than that. Much deeper, and and they've been doing illegal things, and so now the lawsuits are are coming up, so that they will be accounted for what they have done, and that's kind of like the downfall of the controllers I was talking about, because you have to have the money to control people, you know. So is the Occupy Party, I mean the Occupy Movement, a part of all of this? It must be. Oh, definitely. The Uranus and Aries, that's what it brings. We want freedom. We don't want control anymore. We want to do our own thing. We want equality for everyone, and we won't stand for for any kind of control anymore. Wow, Mahala, that's what it's all it's, about. It's so we are so lucky to have you with us. Um, you know what? We we just we'll have and to one bring you back again in January. <laughs> and, we only have one uh, minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay. Well. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for asking me, and, and love to everybody. And just oh. for everybody just to hold on tight and just think yes, love and, and joy. Thank you. And to connect with your heart energy. Yeah, absolutely. So we certainly um, wish all our listeners a warm and cozy Christmas with family and friends and hot chocolate and all that. And, and look out, New Year's is just around the corner, folks. <laughs> yep, <that's laughs> happy, right. happy holidays to all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Thank you again. It's been a uh, fast hour, so we have another hour with you. So thank you for being with us. Thank <laughs> and you, thank Paula. you for asking. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.